0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, the RR show, the best show on the internet. I'm Andy, and today I am taking you on a journey into R slash malicious compliance. So prepare thyselves with thy tea and thy popcorn as we venture into our first story from the Black Company Wiki. Be nasty to ESL folks who inadvertently use violent language. Now you're stuck with memo cannon, report crusher, and document hunter.
1: Tonight, only on Disney Plus.
0: My name is Taylor. Welcome
1: to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Fiera's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus.
0: With the Lucky Lands Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
0: Play for free at Luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I've been sitting on this for some time because I'm still not sure if it precisely qualifies as malicious compliance, and also, it's specific enough to conceivably be traced to me. But I am sufficiently distanced from these folks now, so here goes. I was a freelancer for a media company that maintains a database for their videos, photo galleries and other digital property, as well as a separate bid for contracts and the like. One of the clients who struck a deal with them to utilize their IP was represented by a woman with serious bullying issues, let's call her Boomer. She was a Luddite and rarely seemed to understand anything that was being said on the conference calls. So I suppose to feel important, she acted like the grammar police and would interrupt her own boss's business partners and stakeholders in mid-speech if they said something slightly different than how she wanted to hear it. Sometimes she did this multiple times in a single call. The worst was when she abruptly corrected ESL folk like the group from India or the project manager from Germany or the account rep from Hong Kong. Really, any stakeholders from any non-anglophone country who were still learning English. But on top of the grammar policing, she had a special fixation on correcting violent words and phrases. Examples to follow. Now, this is something that I would support to a degree, as I try to avoid that language myself when I have the presence of mind to do so. There have been fair-minded movements for years now, all basically calling for a reduction in this type of language. But Boomer never conducted herself in a way that was respectful of anyone about this. So for me, it's not about the nobility of someone's cause, it's about how you treat people. When someone casually said, shoot me a note, very common to hear, Boomer would interject, Wait, why did you say that? You could just hear a pin drop. The proverbial tumbleweed would roll right through. It's hard to convey the total rudeness in a Reddit post, but this is tangible stuff. She would then pontificate briefly about why such phrases were unacceptable. And it's a shame we have not moved beyond this language. And then suddenly it was crickets again. Like we're supposed to go back to the topic at hand. Like she didn't just treat someone like scum for saying a very common phrase. It's such a disruption, and she never apologized a single time. The first time this happened, people were stunned. People from all countries, of all origins, and all age groups. The other Boomers, the Gen Xers, the Millennials, and the younger folk. This also extended to hunting-related words like the phrase shooting fish in a barrel and harmless phrases like deer in the headlights. When anyone said this stuff, she acted like she was being given carte blanche to be an entitled bully with anger issues for 45 seconds. Even the group I worked for who got regular royalty checks from her boss hated this. When she wasn't pulling these stunts, she was silent except for terse, distracted, soulless replies and only when absolutely necessary. So to understate it politely, she earned only negative feelings from everyone. This came to a head, it turned out that the company was helping with a lot of her syndication and sub-licensing docs and even cloud management free of charge. They did not have to do it, so it was not in the contract. This had been unofficially grandfathered by one of her senior sponsors and only because Boomer was a Luddite. The operations guy who did some of this grump work for her finally got insulted by one of Boomer's direct call-outs. He said something like, we need a dev who can hunt down the root cause. And she snapped, as usual. So he categorically refused to do the work, meaning she would need to pay extra or get database access and do it herself like all the other clients. I, uh, I saw a fun opportunity here and I seized it. I volunteered to handle it for her myself until I could set her up with the necessary access at which point she, ultimately, would use the same screens I used. She readily agreed, and this is where I think malicious compliance comes in. We made a customized interface for me to use, and then gave her access to it. They were technically the same screens I use. There was a Brazilian IT guy who hated her more than anyone, and a girl in the creative department who commiserated with our cause. I sold them on my little plan, and one evening, we made it happen. There was a duplicate web GUI that had been created for testing or something, but was now disused. We decided to grant her access to this GUI, not the production standard one, but the one with key verbiage and icons of violent language we knew she'd hate, perforating the entire thing. The quick access bar that follows when she scrolls had these six beauties. Report Crusher. This was the reporting system she would be using two dozen times per week. The icon was a vice with a paper getting smashed inside it. If you looked closely enough, the paper had the tiniest little frown. Document Hunter. Instead of just search, the icon was a bullseye getting hit with an arrow. Shoot us a note. Instead of just contact us, The icon was a speeding bullet with an innocuous chubby-cheeked smile and a baby-like expression. MEMO CANNON This was my favorite little contribution to the whole thing. It was always just a broken link. It never did anything except take you to a unique 404 message with a teensy little line art drawing of a deer with antlers, his tongue sticking out, slack-jawed, and X's over his eyes. I just thought memo cannon was the funniest phrase I had come up with and we knew it would stare at her in the middle of her screen for the next few years. The icon was a squat little cannon with a sparking fuse, Troubleshooting. instead of just help, but the two O's were crosshairs. Wiki Change Patrol This was worthless since it just linked to a recent changes page for a wiki full of depreciated docs that nobody consulted. But the icon was a gendarme-looking guy smacking a huge baton into his palm. It also featured these gems. The cancel button for reporting system said kill task instead of just cancel. We had a file deduping routine. We changed the text for that button to say got time to kill. She didn't have permission to access this actual function, but she would be seeing this button each time she opened any document in the web viewer. There were a handful of spots where the IT guy put a splash of camouflage coloration. In the standard environment, these were all just dead spaces. He thought, if I believe correctly, that camouflage would get her blood to boil. Before we granted her access to this wonderful Frankenstein, I permanently switched to the same environment GUI so that I could say, honestly, yeah, these are the same screens I use, which is what she agreed to. I hashed together a walkthrough in PDF that even a zombie could learn from using screen captures from the new interface, passed it along, and that was that. The Fallout is a little bit anti-climactic because I never got any calls from Boomer directly with feedback that I could savor on for myself. This is because she lured some gullible student to do her grunt work for her in an unpaid gig. So, where I thought I'd be cherishing the apoplectic response firsthand. I actually wound up liaising with a disinterested teenager. But eventually, it did filter back to me secondhand that when Boomer finally saw the screen, she was really livid. She called the account manager and demanded changes. The account manager and anyone else we knew was liable to get a call from her had been prepped beforehand for this eventuality and had access to screen captures. Which backed up the idea that what she was seeing was the normal interface. Absolutely no changes whatsoever were made. All right, guys, get ready. Our next story is from Ancient Educator, and this one is titled Inspector Salad
1: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW group. Void We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs,
0: This happened on my drive-thru, like the first customer of the night. I've come to realize that Sunday is when all the crazies come through the drive-thru. It's like each individual took inventory of their week and decided they don't like what they see, so they take it out on me. Inspector Salad beeps on through. Hi, yes, hello. Last time you guys didn't give me all my stuff. You never give me all my stuff. I have a list. Whoa, there. Turbo, slow down. I hate it when people start off a conversation with me like I was the idiot here last time. ma'am. whatever is on your list, I'll make sure you get it. I need an apple pecan salad, and it comes with lettuce and grilled chicken and blue cheese crumbles and blue cheese crumbles and pecans and blue cheese crumbles. She basically just kept describing the salad, but overemphasizing the blue cheese crumbles because... Evidently, last time they left it out. Easy mistake to make because 90% of the time, no one wants the blue cheese. Also, we usually are assembling as the person speaks, especially drinks and salads. So every time she says blue cheese crumbles, my sandwich person makes eye contact with me while adding another shitload of blue cheese crumbles, just drizzling it everywhere emphatically like the Swedish chef. It was absolutely loaded. We handed out the salad to her to inspect with her stupid little inspector glasses and she's like, Wow, that's a lot of blue cheese crumbles. Yeah, bitch, have your fucking salad. Smells like a damn moldy toe. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining us. That is all I have for you today. I will be looking forward to seeing you in the next episode. As always, in the meantime, head over to our YouTube channel and check out some of the videos over there because they, well, quite frankly, kick ass. I'll see you over there or I'll see you in the next episode. Either way, have a fantastic day, people, and I'll see you in the next one. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the Bride and Groom? While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't, but that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast.